And I know just because of the mill, we're a little bit tighter than we normally are. But um, this is going to give us great fellowship. You can't run from anybody. You can just fellowship them real close. Anyway, we're glad to see all of you here. And I want to ask you real quickly if you will uh, silence your phone. If you'll silence your phone, we won't be disturbed during the service. So please do that right now if you've not done that. I'd appreciate it very much to silence your phone. I know it flashed on the screen, but sometimes we don't see everything that goes up there. Also, I just want to remind you that everything we talk about and everything we do is always in the update. And I know most people leave them on the chair, but uh, really they're not for you to just sit on. They're for you to take home and read. Uh, there's a great deal of work that goes into putting this together, so I hope that you will think about that. And so when you see it, at least take it home. And if you're going to, when you're going to, if you're going to, instead of us trashing it, at least you, you get it home. You might look at it before you throw it in the trash at home. So this is what we do. You say, throw it in the trash. Well, I just know people have a lot of things on their mind. And, uh, and because they have a lot of things on the mind, the things that's most important, but our church should be the most, the most important thing that you have going on in your life with, uh, with Jesus. Amen? Well, I'll tell you, I'm blessed today, and, and I'm just grateful for you that are here, and I just appreciate prayer time early this morning. And, um, you know, I was praying for you this morning, and when I was praying for you, I read this scripture to the Lord. I didn't, he already knows it, but I read it to him anyway. So I read it to you in Colossians 1 and 9. It says, for this reason, since we also, the day we heard, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will, that you'll be filled with the knowledge of his will. That's what I pray for you and all wisdom and spiritual understanding that you have a walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, being fruitful in every good work. Fully pleasing Him. Is your life fully pleasing the Lord? That's what I pray for. Being fruitful in every good work, and once again, being fruitful. Are you being fruitful? Are you being a soul winner? Is your life an example of Jesus? And then, um, Increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power for all patience and long-suffering with joy. Wow, patience, long-suffering with joy. I'm telling you, that's something else, isn't it? Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. So God has qualified you to make you and give you a part of the inheritance that he has for us. So let's move into our inheritance today. And we don't come to church because it's a duty or a responsibility, but we come to church because we want to spend time in the presence of the Lord with other believers. And it's so important to come to church. Many people don't think, well, church is not important. You know, we had a couple that used to come here. They're nice people, but they said, we're just a part of the body ministry. We don't need a pastor and we don't need a church. I don't know. They're probably still out roaming around. I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, you know, uh, they're good people. But, you know, how does the body connect if they don't have a local church? So you need a local church for the body to connect. So I don't say I'm a part of the body of Christ and don't sit under submission and authority to someone. And I'm submitted to other ministers. And so, 
you know, we need to be submitted, and if we're submitted, then, you know, we're not going to be around somebody that's just going to rule over us and tell us what to do and control us, but we need someone that will lead us. And that's what the Scripture said a few minutes ago, that the Lord is our shepherd and He leads us. Can you say amen to that? Well, I'll tell you, God is good. Now, that's, that's, that was good, but I believe you can do a whole lot better. God is good. Now, see there, I knew you could. I knew you could do better. And all the time, now when you think about that, when you get up in the morning, you set your attitude, you set your attitude to that fact, God is good. I might have been through, pardon the expression I'm going to use, I might have been through hell this week, or you think you have, you hadn't really been to hell, but you might have think you have been through hell, and what all the stuff you've been through, and then, you know, your old emotions want you to start having a pity party, but what you do is you just set your attitude and say, everything might be going on around me, but you're not going to control my attitude, I'm going to control my attitude, and I'm going to smile, and the midst of all the situations that's going on. Can you say amen? Well, give Jesus a great big hand clap of praise. I want to acknowledge all of the people that's viewing with us on our internet from different places of the world. And uh, folks were just so excited. Uh, look, one day this week, and we were up 82% viewers over last month this time. And this month, this month we had, this, we had the most viewers we've ever had. Our company does us month to month because we pay month to month, and then uh, we, we have so many minutes that we use up into the thousands and thousands, and this is the first month that we used all of our minutes and was charged for more. Uh, because we didn't have enough, because so many people were viewing and watching. Isn't that a good thing? And, and we just believe that people in many parts of the world are getting healed or getting helped or getting blessed, and we're so grateful that God has given us people like you to come and help support, and then the people that are viewing to help support the gospel of Jesus Christ. Well, this is a big day today because our son Tim is with us, and you're with us, and the people viewing are with us. So it's a big day. Everybody say it's a big day. No matter how I feel, say it. No matter how I say it again. It's a good day. No matter how I feel, I'm gonna let the word of God speak to me today. I open my heart. I open my mind to the word of God. I don't have time to think about everything else right now. I just need to think about the Word. Can you say amen to that now? Amen, amen. Well, anyway, I'm glad you're here, glad people are viewing, and this is a special day. Our son Tim is with us, and he's going to be here with us on the Tuesday webcast. He's going to be here with us. He and I are going to be doing the webcast together, and then he is speaking tonight. Anybody viewing in the Fort Worth area, he's going to be speaking tonight over at Calvary Cathedral uh, with Pastor Bob Nichols. I'll be there with him over at Calvary Cathedral. So if anybody wants to drive over and be in another Holy Ghost service with uh, Tim Clowers, you can do that. So anyway, I, with great pleasure and great joy, 
want to invite my son to come and minister. And uh, we've been all over the world. You know our story. Most of you do. And you that are guests here for the first time, uh, we're so thankful you're here. We're glad you're here, and we acknowledge you. And uh, you that are here for your first time, let me see who you are. You that are here for your first time, bless you. Bless you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, but anyway, uh, my son and I have I've ministered all over the world, and, and uh, as I've said many times, the places I've been in the world and the people we've reached, I wouldn't have been able to do it without his support, his guidance, and his help. But not only that, God has anointed him to preach, and I have watched him grow, and now he's become a, 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 a real preacher of the gospel of Jesus Christ and a soul winner, and I'm just so pleased with him. And he and his wife, Jackie, uh, they now are overseeing and have a ministry called Juniper Ministries Worldwide. Just got through digging a well in India and doing some ministry in India and just got back from the Philippines and going back again soon. So I'm so pleased, honored, and blessed to introduce my son, our son, Tim Clowers. Thanks, Dad. Okay. Good morning, everybody. Thank you to my father for allowing me to be here this morning uh, to talk to, to you, uh, everybody that is here in the audience, as well as everyone that is viewing by the way of the internet. I was just sitting there, um, just thinking about this privilege, this opportunity to serve Jesus. And, um, you know, I, I don't take it lightly. Um, to speak into somebody's life. Uh, matter of fact, it's a great honor to stand before you to talk about Jesus. Because without Jesus, I don't know that I could live in this world. You know, in my, in my early years that I lived, I, I wasn't always living right. And I referenced the Bible as what I need to make it in this life. People who don't have Jesus in their heart, and they take to other means, such as maybe drugs or alcohol, to mask the pain that they're feeling. That's their coping mechanism. But for me, the Word of God and prayer is my coping mechanism. It's been my coping mechanism for the last 21 years. And, and I'm very thankful that Jesus was introduced to my life. Um, and, I, and I got to thinking about it. He's been doing this in ministry for... It's been a couple years... <laughs> Um, you know, I'm, I'm 27, so that means if, if I've been, I'm 27 years old, that means he's been in, in around ministry a long time. <clears throat> uh, I'm joking. That's the big 5-0. I know I don't look it, but I'm just kidding. Um, so if, if I've been around this earth 50 years, this, this man has been in and around ministry many more years than that. And this young man over here, um, Brother Al, he's been around ministry for a couple years as well. And so before me, I stand two great men that have been around ministry for a very long time. And there's just a lot of wisdom. There's anointing that come from them. And, and I'm privileged to, to be able to speak before these two great men today, uh, as well as everyone that's viewed by the Internet and all of you church family. Um, so thank you so much, and I want to say hi to my, my wife, um, my boys, Chris, Luke, K, 
Caitlin, I think they're watching this morning. Um, but I want to talk to you this morning about the favor of God. Um, the favor of God is a great subject matter. It's something the Lord put in me a few months ago, and I've just been taking the last little over a month to just absorb as much as I can to know about God's favor. But before I, I start talking about what I wanna, uh, I've prepared, let me just pray. Father God, I thank you so much for the God that you are. I pray that you speak to me through my intellect. Uh, what comes out of my mouth, Lord, I pray that you anoint it. And I say what you want me to say. And what is on the inside of me is what will come out because you've ordained it to come out this morning. And anyone that's under the sound of my voice, I pray that they, they don't leave the, this building the same way that they entered or they get a fresh revelation knowledge. And those listening to me by way of the internet, I pray that God touches them in a special way no matter where they're at. Jesus, I submit myself to you today. I completely surrender to you for you to use me to touch your people. I, I just, I love you, Jesus. I love you so much. You mean everything to me. And I'm thankful for who you are in my life and in my family's life. I praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I, I want to talk about favor, as I said. Uh, uh, the favor of God is something that the Lord put on the inside of me a little over a, or at the beginning of this year. And I've just taken a lot of time to just discover about the favor of God, um, what it means for me, what it means for you, and I'm going to endeavor to communicate as much as this as, as I can this morning. But really before I get into talking about the favor of God, I think a right, a right life is one of the, uh, the first components that we need to know and understand that we need to live a right lifestyle. In other words, we need to have a relationship with Jesus. If we're thinking about considering having the favor of God upon our life, if we don't have a relationship with Jesus, then how are we going to encounter the favor of God in our life? So the, the number one thing that I want to establish is the favor of God is not for someone who, who wants to just begin developing the favor of God for a few months or for a few weeks or or, or for a few years maybe, it, it's not something that you try on favor to see if it's going to work. It, it's not like you put the coat on to see is it going to fit me or not. Come on, somebody. Now, let me tell you about a scripture in Isaiah chapter 35 and verse 8. Now, I have a lot of scriptures. I don't know if I'll, I'll speak them all. Um, but we'll just see where the Lord leads me. In Isaiah 35, 8, it says, And a great road will go through that once deserted land. It will be named the Highway of Holiness. Evil-minded people will never travel on it. It will be only for those who walk in God's ways. Fools will never walk there. So just to kind of give you a synopsis of, of, of the book of Isaiah, it's kind of broken up in, in halves. The first the first half of it, or, or the first two-thirds of it, the, the prophet Isaiah is, de is delivering judgments from the, um, on the nations uh, uh, of Israel for rejecting God, or the nations around there for rejecting God. God. And now here, he, what he's doing, he's beginning to share a vision of beauty, a, a vision of encouragement for walking through life with a Savior. That's the reference here of what we're reading in the book of Isaiah 35 in chapter, or verse 8. Um, you know, it states that the redeemed, meaning 
the Christian people who God's foreordained to live with Jesus Christ. They shall travel God's highway and they will be protected from wicked travelers and harmful animals, animals and anything that comes upon your path. It's the same thing that, uh, that Malachi talks about in chapter 3. If I will not rebuke for you the devourer, if you tithe, if you follow God's laws according to what I've, I've, I've told you to do. Bring the tithe into the storehouse and watch if I won't open for you the windows of heaven and watch if I won't rebuke the devourer. In other words, he says that he will protect you. And, that, and what Isaiah is saying here, that if you, if you stay on course with God and you live a holy lifestyle, that means I'm going to protect you. It's, it's a path. It's a highway to heaven where you go on your way on this life to get into where God wants you to go, which is into heaven with him. I will, uh, if you live a holy lifestyle with me, I will protect you. And he's referencing bringing upon you the favor of the Lord God if you walk with the Messiah, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody. Now, now the reference um, or, or the idea is to, to have an uninterrupted access. Uh, of, it's almost like the, the ref, part of the reference here on this highway of holiness is like being on a, it's like being on an exclusive tollway that only you can travel on. It's kind of the, kind of the mindset, a, a little bit of the expression of, of the prophet Isaiah is talking about. It's an exclusive highway. If you stay on this highway, you can expect to see the finest restaurants. You can expect to see the nicest coffee shops when you get a little tired. You need a little rest or the nicest hotels. Yes. Come on, somebody. Yes. That belongs to you. It belongs to me. Now, in Matthew chapter 7, verse 13 to 14... It says, you can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad and the gate is wide. For many who choose that way, but the, the gateway to life is a very narrow and the road is difficult and only a few find it. So here, uh, as I kind of dissect that particular scripture and how it relates to Isaiah 35, it, it, it's basically talking about a pursuit of the Father. You know, many people give up in their pursuit of a relationship with Jesus because they didn't see what they expected to happen. A lot of times we have expectations and, and things we've been told about that will happen for us. A lot of times we don't see what we thought would happen. We didn't see that expectation fulfilled, so we give up. How many times have we given up in life that we didn't see manifest what we thought would, it would manifest, so we give up, we get a little bit discouraged? I think I'm talking to every person in this room. <laughs> including myself. Um, you know, it, it's easy for us to incorporate Jesus into our life, um, or what we can do sometimes is when we don't get what we, what we wanted or didn't get what we expected, it's easy to incorporate him into our life or maybe manipulate the Bible to, so it'll say what we want it to say. You know, when I, when I look up the word highway and when I looked up the word holiness, the highway of holiness, it, you know, the word highway is defined as a road, it's a way, it's a distance, uh, a journey, a manner. And then we look at the word holiness, it's defined as apartness and sacredness. So, you know, when I kind of just merge those two Hebrew words together, you know, it, it's, a, it's a journey of sacredness. I mean, simply stated, it's a journey of, it's a, of sacredness, you know. 
If we allow the, the world to influence us, it's easy to incorporate Jesus in when it's convenient for us. Come on, somebody. So when it, when it comes right down to when it comes down to the to the brass tacks, you say it's it's right living and a re right relationship with our Father. Really, that's that's the true essence of it. Now, Deuteronomy chapter eight and three, it says God's when God said that man shall not live by bread alone, rather we live by every word that comes out of the mouth of the Lord. Now, the same exact scripture is referenced in Luke four and Mark or Matthew four. And, and I want to take a, a little focus on every word. So every word that the Father spoke through, the, you know, through his prophets and through the men and women of God that we read about in the Bible, every word comes through those guys. Every word came through, the, uh, through his son Jesus. Every word. So every word, you put it all together, it's a part of the whole which is the word of God. And that's how we are to live our life when we comprise it all together piece by piece. When we kind of deconstruct it, it's amazing. Piece by piece. When we live line upon line, precept upon precept, God gives us the ability to walk in his uncommon, supernatural, divine favor. So... I think, I, I, you know, Moses is reminding the children of Israel. They're about to enter into the promised land. The, the 40 years is up. The older people who disobey God, they're all died. They're about to enter into the land of Canaan, the land of promise. And he's reminding them that when no bread could be obtained, God provided them with an extraordinary kind of nourishment. That's what he, extraordinary kind of nourishment. It's not like they had, you know, a lot of cattle, sheep, lamb, chickens, bacon. There wasn't none of that around. But he provided something extraordinary. You know, when there is a, when there's a balance in our life, we begin to see how God can move in an amazing way. You know, I think in the body of Christ sometimes we we don't always understand the, the fundamental basics of, of balance. There's got to be a balance in reading the Word of God. There's got to be a, um, a balance of praying the Word of God. Now, I know that we live in a busy lifestyle. We've got to get up and we've got to go. We've got to work. Um, but, but busyness doesn't supplant the fact that you've got to spend time with your Father. Um, it just favor demands that you spend time with your father. Favor demands that you get to know him through his word. Amen? Amen. So I just want to go back, and I know I've spent about 10 minutes emphasizing we have to have a right relationship with our father. If we don't know him, if we don't live a right and holy lifestyle that's pleasing to God, then how do you expect to see the favor of God upon your life? You just won't. Now, I know that God says in his word that he is obligated to perform his word. He is obligated to perform what's in the Bible. Come on, somebody. Now, let me just read Mark chapter 11 and verse 22. It's a very simple scripture. My dad has spoken it for 58 years or 59 years, however long he's been in ministry. Been a long time. <clears throat> I'm just going to read that one verse. It says, and Jesus answered, saying, saith unto them, have faith in God. 
have faith in God. Now, he didn't say, would you like to have faith in God? He did not say, would you like to? In order to see the miraculous in our life, in order to see mountains move, have faith in God. In other translations, it says, it says have the faith of God. Now, we begin to see this play out a little bit in, in Romans chapter 4 and verse 16. It says, therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end of the promise might be sure to all seed. Who's the seed? We are the seed. Come on, somebody. Not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith, which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. He began this journey of faith with us that we are to live out because he, he obeyed God in a capacity that brought a lot of blessing to our lives that we live out today here on this earth. Come on, somebody. Now, the fulfillment of God's promise depends entirely on us trusting God and trusting in his ways. It's, we can say it this way. It's by faith that it will be of grace. Come on, somebody. So just some simple definitions here that I looked up. When I simply defined the word grace in the Greek, it, it means grace and kindness. But when we put it to work in the, the Hebrew con context of Scripture, um, it begins to take on a more defined meaning, such as um, blessings brought to a man by Jesus Christ, which is, and it says, favor, gratitude, kindness, Thanks, thanks. And then when you define the actual word, it, it directly refers to, or, or sorry, Greek. When you, when you define the, the Greek word, it defines it as um, grace, kindness. Um, and then the same word that is referenced in the Hebrew, which points to, um, it, it directly points to the Hebrew text, which is kana. If anybody wants to know the Hebrew word, it's, it's, it's favor. In other words, it's saying Jesus is inclining people to reach for him. It's an inclination for you to reach to God, to obtain the blessings of God. And what we're talking about here is the favor of God. I don't know about you, but I want more favor of God upon my life. We can put a, we can put a demand upon the favor of God, and we can expect the favor of God, can't we? But we got to want it. It's the same. I mean, it's not like I said earlier. It's not a coat that we just put on on a Sunday morning to look good. You know, it's not, you know, you don't try it to see if it works out. And I just, I, I keep going back to that phrase that I said, you don't try it on. You believe it or that's it. And no matter what happens. So if, if we conclude that God wants to favor us, which, I, I don't know, everybody in the audience, you, you think that God wants to favor you? I, I know he wants to favor you. He wants to favor me, everybody watching the Internet. God wants to favor you in a supernatural way. You just have to believe it. Come on, somebody. So God is a God of love. I think we all know that, and he desires to favor us. But we have to believe it. We have to act upon it. We have to, we have to put things in motion. Come on, somebody. And so, in other words, we have to pursue that favor. Don't you think we have to pursue favor? So, 
And when I look at the word pursuit, it's a pursuit of God and, and the blessing of God that he has for us. And I'm not talking about everything. Is, is, this is not all about money either. Come on, somebody. So when I look at the word pursue, it means to seek, pursue a new and unexplored course, to follow with the view, to, to follow with a view to overtake, to view, to use measures to obtain. All right. So y'all have known my dad for a long time. If you've been here in the audience or if on the internet, how many times over the last 25 to 30 years has he handed out cards? Talks about joy and favor, all kinds of stuff. He would hand you cards, divine faith, wouldn't he? He would hand out stuff because he wanted to encourage you in your faith, didn't he? He wanted to inspire you to believe in something because the Bible tells us have faith in God. And then also in Hebrews, what does it say in Hebrews chapter 11? Faith is the substance. Now that, that substance is sometimes it's a material thing that you, you need to touch or believe upon in order to activate your faith so that it can move forward with what you're believing for, even though there might be a repeated disappointment that comes. And so I had this made. <clears throat> it's favor. This ain't no little plastic card that's been laminated either, Dad. I love you, but this is a nice piece of steel that's been manufactured. You put it on something, and you can see the favor. So I, I, I brought that for my dad. You can hang it on his wall. So I've done something in the natural that connects me to the supernatural. I had something made that's about 10 times bigger than that. I've got a, I've got a guy who does steel work, and he's crafty. Um, Y'all have watched that show, um, Chip and Joanna Gaines, that Fixer Upper. Well, Jimmy Don does all their steel work. I got my own Jimmy Don. He resides in Knoxville, Tennessee, and he can, do, he can do some fantastic iron work. His name ain't Jimmy Don, though. His name is Dave. <laughs> and so I, I, as a, to activate my faith in a greater capacity, I had one of those made really large. It's about that long, about that tall. It sits above my bed. It just says the word favor. Because I believe the favor of God is upon my life. I mean, it just simply is. You either believe it or you don't believe it. I mean, you guys have been sitting under some great teaching for a very long time. If we could just simply understand that God demands faith so that by favor, as it says in Hebrews chapter 4 and 16, that but by but by grace, which is the favor of God, everything that he promised will come to pass in our life. You know, David mentions that favor is for a lifetime. It's in Psalms 30, verse 5. It says, for his anger lasts for a moment, but his favor lasts for a lifetime. Favor. Now, going back to that same word that we reference about favor, it's, it's 2580. It, it simply means it's favor from or reaching to give to people is the is the is the definition he's he's wanting to you he's wanting you to incline yourself to give what's belonging to you or what's rightfully yours as an heir of god 
Now, tithing is, is a command of God. I think we all know that he says, bring the tithe into the storehouse. Uh, uh, and in the same way that we talk about faith, faith is a requirement for us. We have to have faith in God because the life that we live is very difficult at times. It, it doesn't mean that we're going to be free from problems and trials. It's just, it's just not. So when we go through the trials in our life and our, those problems seem to be overwhelming, I think sometimes us as human beings, we forget our covenant with God. Yes. And you know that's true. We do it uh, not on purpose, but I think the overwhelming emotional aspect that hampers us on a day-to-day -day basis sometimes causes us to step out of uh, and realizing maybe what, our, what the covenant of God, uh, our, our covenant with him is. And that is, he can help us overcome every circumstance. He can help us overcome every situation. You just got to ask God for the wisdom to get through your circumstance. It says it in James 1.5. If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask. Come on, somebody. Um, now, Romans chapter 8, the Bible says that things... Well, let, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me back up a little bit. Now, every one of us want to encounter the blessings of God, don't we? I think we all want God's blessing. We want his favor to be extended to us in a, in a great capacity. Now, I don't deny the fact that we face problems on a daily basis because we face problems. Maybe it's not daily, but maybe it's every other week, but maybe it's every month. We face problems. But the problem is, I think sometimes we can become problem-minded, and this is exactly what Satan wants, is for us to become problem-minded. And for us to put our focal point on the problems that we face. And so what happens is when we become problem-minded is um, re repeated problems, they, what they do is they cause discouragement. And this is how disappointment sets in. Because what we didn't expect to happen, what, what didn't happen is what we expected to happen. What happens is disappointment sets in. That's a lot of happens, wouldn't it? Romans 8 says he mentions things present and things to come, doesn't he? Well, disappointment is what robs people of the courage of their future. Disappointment is anchored to yesterday. You and I are born for tomorrow. You and I are created to impact the world that we live in today. You know, disappointment is attached to yesterday, and, and, and that's why I mentioned the scripture, Isaiah 35, chapter 8, because it's a lifestyle that we live, no matter how repeated the disappointment that comes to our life, uh, a holy life, uh, a way of living, regardless of life's disappointment, no matter how severe the attack or the disappointment is, we have to live a holy lifestyle because when we give in to the deception of the enemy, when, when disappointment comes, it allows us to walk away from our covenant with God, uh, allows us to walk away from that holy lifestyle of living. You know, if, if we get into jealousy, if we get into bitterness, 
Um, those are the same things that dislocates a person from their purpose, as well as disappointment. Those are the mother three, you could say. You know, the enemy works hard to keep us focused on what didn't work so that we are of no use for what can work. You know, um, disappointment, I guess you could say, is depression in diapers. I had a great man of God talk, tell me that, or not tell me that, I heard him preaching it. You know, not dealing with um, disappointment in its early stages can affect us in our emotional and mental and our spiritual health. I mean, it really can. You know, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a dream fulfilled is a tree of life. You know, the, uh, uh, the Message Bible says, unrelenting disappointment leaves you heart sick, but a sudden break can turn your life around. I mean, I know I'm talking about the favor of God, but I got to focus on making sure that you don't get into that trap of repeated disappointment causing you to not stay in the word and being focused on the word of God because disappointment is real. You get disappointed by people all around you every day. You didn't get that promotion that you wanted. You didn't get what you were expecting from God. But maybe what you were expecting from God was, was limited or lower thinking than how bigger than what he wanted you to think. When I say you, I'm including me in the you. Come on, somebody. You know, how we navigate in these adverse situations, what it does is it, it allows ourselves to be positioned against the, or how we navigate through these uh, disappointments and adverse winds that come at us. You know, it's, it's how we navigate through those times is, is how we can get to the other side of how God can speak to us in amazing ways uh, when these disappointments or these attacks come. It's some of the mo mo most momentous things can transition in our life through discouragement and through disappointment. But it's how do we navigate through those things. And I mentioned that earlier in James chapter 1-5. If any man lacks wisdom... Let him ask, and therefore we need the wisdom of God to be led by the Holy Spirit to apply the biblical principles that are in his word when we go through these difficult things in our life. Because how many times have you and I made a mountain out of something that's nothing more than a molehill? We make mountains out of the little things in our life. Therefore, it's, it's easy for repeated disappointment to come in and set in and allow us from fulfilling the God-given purpose on our life. Come on, somebody. You know, seeing is believing, and I realize that we need sometimes to build our faith, and that's why I always make a big deal um, out of when I see God move, I make a big deal out of it. Whether it's small to you or whether it's big to you, you got to make a big deal out of it. You know, Colossians chapter 1 and 15 says that Jesus is the visible image of the invisible God. I don't know about you, but I want to be that very expression of who my Father is on this earth. 
I want to be a visible representation of my Father on this earth. I want to manifest Him wherever I go. That's what I want to do. You know, the book of John, you know, gives us insight as to why Jesus came to the earth. He came to reveal the Father. He only did what he saw the Father do. He only said what, he, what the Father said to do. And, you know, the entire process of, of Christianity is really, is really built around relationship. Um, you know, with my wife, if I don't have a relationship, relationship with her, the marriage is not going to work. It's, it's just not going to work. If, if you don't have a relationship with your father, I mean, what, what can come to you and how you can live this life and impact the world that we live in today comes to a relationship with him. We get to know him through time with him. We get to know him through his word. Come on, somebody. You know, I, I like to, to remind Satan about the victories. Uh, I guess it was about a week or two weeks ago, I went to where my son was working, and I went to, just to check on him, and I asked for his keys, and I got his keys, and I, I, you know, I got into his truck, and I started it. It was making this, this really bad noise, and... Lo and behold, the starter was bad in his truck. And so I went back inside and said, do you know he's making that noise? <laughs> he goes, well, kind of when I pulled up. And so uh, long end of it is um, I figured out what it was. I called a friend of mine. And so we came back the next day with my other boy and a friend of his, and they replaced the starter. And... Uh, so it was still making another noise. There was another issue with the truck. And so, you know, I'm just sitting, I'm not doing a thing. My, you know, my other boy, he's kind of mechanically minded, minded. And so he changed the starter. He did a few things. And so we couldn't figure out, he couldn't figure out, I couldn't figure out what was wrong. I'm not a mechanic, but I'm, I'm pretty sound on a lot of things in life. And so we, I call another friend, I called the friend that I called yesterday. He goes, well, I don't know, maybe it's this or maybe it's that. So after work, he, he drives by to the Kroger parking lot where we've been sitting for a couple of hours, and he begins to dismantle a few things, and he's there for two hours. And so he, well, I got a buddy of mine that can maybe look at it. So the next day, he calls me, and says, well, I got a buddy that'll look at it. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to, let, let's get it to him. I'm like, well, do we need to tow it, or what do we need to do? Well, he said he was just going to get his truck and a trailer and bring it over to his friend's house. And um, so I'm, I'm at work, not paying attention to what's going on. I'm assuming this process is getting done. So he has it towed with a wrecker, okay, and uh, brings it to the friend. Uh, the friend looks at it. He'll get to it in a few days. So on Saturday, he called me. It took about an hour to fix. He rerouted a there's a There's a whole electrical system that went bad. And, and then I called about a part from Ford, and they wanted like $500 just for the part. And then... You know, I'm drawing the advice of some other mechanics, and we're looking at $1,500 for a truck that's, that's only worth about $1,500. <laughs> I'm thinking, wow. It's so a long end of it is I think we spent about $220, $230 in parts and a repair bill of $100. And 
God brought me the right people into my life. I got this, I got this really giant of a man in my life. He's about six foot eight and he weighs about 380 pounds. The sweetest man. The sweetest man. He, he, he can fix anything. And uh, Matt, if you're watching, I'm talking about you. And, um, you know, it was just God saw something little and he looked out for me. What could have cost me $1,500, I think we spent about $240, $250. And, and as soon as it was over and we, we picked up the, the, the truck, me and my other son went to pick up the truck. And um, I just got in the truck and I said, that's the favor of God. I thank you. I just said it's the favor of God. You know, seeing is believing. And that's what we have to do sometimes. And what will happen is faith will see favor before it manifests. What did I hand my dad here earlier? I handed something to him to inspire his faith so that he could see favor before it actually even manifests in his life or my life or your life. That's what faith will do for you. And that's why I referenced earlier Mark eleven twenty two. Jesus commands us to have faith in God it might, so that it might be by grace, which is of favor to come upon our lives. Come on, somebody. Amen. It sure is quiet in this Pentecostal church here. <laughs> you know, I have said for years, um, and those of you that have known me for more than two years, You've, I even preached it in his church about 10, 15 years ago. I, I preached a message called Triple D. I don't know if anybody can remember that. I, I preached on discipline, diligence, and drive. Uh, another word that we could use for drive would be devotion. You know, you've, it, it, it's, the, it's the devotion. It's, it's the, the discipline. It's the determination to, that's required to obtain something good or better for our lives. I don't know about you, but favor of God upon my life will better my life. And I'm not necessarily always talking about money here either. It's, it's maybe that skill that you need developed in your life. Maybe it's that talent that you need developed in your life so that you can impact the world around and about you. Amen. Come on, somebody. You know, um, day after day, year after year, we stay devoted to the cause of obtaining the favor of God upon our life. You know, favor doesn't come tomorrow. Favor doesn't come next week because you, you decided to start praying for it. It's a, it's a highway that we travel on to, to walk this life out to where we're going to get, which is in heaven someday. Come on, somebody. He wants, us to, he wants us to walk this life out, this holy lifestyle. It's a journey that we're on in this life that we're living here in this earth. Come on, somebody. You know, I said, um, probably last year I said here, John 10, 10, the, the, the main purpose is of the enemy is to steal. If he can steal your joy, he can kill you. To kill, steal, destroy. But what does Jesus say? He comes back and he says, I have not only come but to give you life. And if you define that word life, it begins to talk about your heavenly life that you're going to live in heaven. That's the reference in that particular scripture. Life is referencing heaven. But what we don't understand, what sometimes we mis 
we, we misunderstand is the fact that, well, if he, wanted to, if he wanted to take you straight to heaven, you would have been the Enoch. And as soon as you got saved, if you served no purpose here on earth before you get to heaven, you would have been an Enoch and you would have been with God already. But our purpose is here. We've got to impact the world that we live in now. That's why he said that he wanted you to live a great life, abundant life. But if we're stuck... In this life, focusing on the repeated disappointment that diminishes our faith, how do we expect to live an abundant life filled with God's favor? Yes, amen. And the Bible says to seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added. I think sometimes we focus a little bit on the things that will be added. Because sonship, well, all the things that are added, those are byproducts of sonship. Sometimes we focus on the things instead of focusing on the, the word all because when we go back to the word when we, when we define the word all it's talking about every word that comes out of the mouth it's the same word that's referenced in luke 4 matthew 4 and deuteronomy 8 3 that word is every piece of the whole come on somebody that was something very deep and spiritual i pray that you caught it favor gives us an advantage that's what favor does. Something working for us that others don't have. You know, Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 1 through 13, it says, we, we, we must obey God. We've got to obey God. We're required to obey God because if we don't, if we don't obey God, we, the, the flow of favor that's upon our life won't, won't flow. Come on, somebody. Verse 10 of Deuteronomy chapter 28, it says, Then all the nations of the world will see that you are a people claimed by the Lord, and they will stand in awe of you. They will stand in awe of you. Now, his favor on a person's life uh, is there for the primary purpose of bringing the, the person's success so that God can become attractive to the world. If, if the favor of God is upon you, then what the world sees is the favor of God upon your life. When, whether it's a financial blessing or something supernatural that happens through us or us being able to manifest our Father in the grocery store, at Sam's Club, the gas station, the gym. If we can manifest our Father to our brothers and sisters out there that we don't know yet are our brothers and sisters we can get we can become attractive to the world we possess something that they don't have they don't have the joy of the lord my wife has said that for several years now you have to choose joy you have to wake up and you have to choose joy come on <laughs> favor produces what money cannot buy it, it just simply cannot be done you can have all the money in the world but having favor with the right you know you could be the key to unlocking favor in a person's life by your obedience to God allowing the Holy Spirit to move through you you can be that key to unlock favor for a person I mean, you realize, well, well, I'm just me. Who am I? I'll tell you who are. You're, you, who you are. You're a child of the king. Yes. Come on. You're a child of the king. 
And I think about Abraham and Sarah. When we, when we get a little impatient, what happens is we begin to take things into our own hands, thinking we can do it our way. Maybe we incorporate Jesus into our life, or maybe we can manipulate the Bible to say we, what we want it to say. When we do that, what happens is we produce the Ishmaels in our life instead of producing the Isaacs. You know, the sole purpose of this sermon is to challenge you to get a revelation of favor. You know, um, I don't want you just to hear it from my mouth, but from the Spirit of God that's on the inside of you or on side of me to provoke you to pursue favor. It's anything that you want in your life. Uh, if it's a motorcycle or if it's um, a new house. Um, I mean, I can remember when, when Graciela... Um, uh, was recovering some financial situations in her life. She wanted a house. Um, I think I was still living here. Um, you pursued a house. I, I just remember she was on a pursuit of a house. It's all she talked about. Graciela, she's wanting a house. It's all she's talking about. House, house, house. You're probably tired of hearing about her house that she wants. Probably got on your nerves. I want a house. But you know what? It was on the inside of her to have what she said she knew she can have. Yes. So you, 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 believe, you speak what you want. Yes. Every word that comes out of your mouth is what it says in Matthew 4. It says that in Luke 4, Moses said it in chapter 8 of Deuteronomy. Every word that proceeds out of your mouth, every word. Yes. Now, that's a, that's a quote from the Father. But we speak into existence what we want to happen. I mean, we got to speak favor, even though, like I said earlier, faith will see favor before it manifests. You either believe it or you don't. It's just that simple. Favor lies above me every time I go to bed. Favor is above me. But see, for me, that's an obedient and the natural for what's going to happen in the spiritual, even though some of the natural parts are what affect me. Now, Genesis chapter 39 is, is a fantastic illustration of the favor of God. Uh, Genesis chapter 39, it says, the Lord was with, um, verse 2, it says, the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a successful man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian, and his master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand. So Joseph found favor in his sight and served him. Then he made him overseer of his house, and all that he had, he put him under his authority. So you've heard it said much about divine appointments and divine connections. However, I don't know if you realize it or not, but the divine one lives on the inside of you. The divine one lives on the inside of you. So how many times have you heard, I pray for divine appointments and I pray for divine connections? Well, if the divine one lives on the inside of you, I mean, if you're walking according to the word in a right relationship with our Father, all of your encounters can be divine. I'm not saying there's some super spiritual outflow that's going to happen when you shake hands with somebody when you walk in the door at church, but you just never know what can happen when you come into contact with somebody because the divine one of who he is, the king of kings, he lives on the inside of you. Amen. You know, if he lives on the inside of us, then I believe God's anointing can transfer to them. 
and their lives can be touched, their lives can be changed. Maybe a word of knowledge could come to you for them. You know, the, the, the question I pose to you is to do, do we go right past the people that we see on a daily basis? Um, because maybe what we have is what they need. We are very busy in this life. It's easy. It's very easy for us to walk in a grocery store and walk out. We need to get, especially if you know anything about Sharon Clowers, she will zoom in and get her milk and zoom out, or she'll go into the department store and get that shirt and zoom right out. That's just my nature's mom. If, if we're, my, my mom says me, or my mom, my wife says, slow down, Sharon. We're here too. I just... Like, she makes a beeline the quickest way to get somewhere. That's just my mom's nature. She don't play games. She likes to get stuff done. You know, and so she is on a mission. I got to get them eggs. I got to get them back at the house, and I got to whip them up, and I got to make that cake. But, I mean, if we get so consumed by getting it out of places, um, we can miss those divine appointments and those divine connections. Uh-oh. Now, you guys may find this comical and funny, but this was, um, oh gosh, this was about a month ago, I guess maybe something like that, maybe six weeks ago. Um, I'm in Sam's all the time because of the, you know, the business that we run and the ministry that we run. You know, we, we stay very busy in our life. Um, um, I, I just remember it was a, it was a day that I, I think we were still in a time of prayer and fasting. And uh, I walked into Sam's, and uh, I was about done, and I had my cart. Uh, I was on the last aisle. I was looking for something specific, and, um, you know, I, I go down this aisle with my cart, and all of a sudden I see this guy over here with this beard. He looks a little scruffy looking, and then this lady in a wheelchair. Looked like his mom, maybe. So my lightning fast mind, I wasn't led by anything. I just led by a need. I'll be honest with you, the Spirit of God didn't say anything to me. I just saw something, so I acted. So I went over to this lady and said, hey, my name is Tim. I'm a complete stranger. I just noticed that you're sitting in a wheelchair. Can I ask why? Oh, yes. And, and I looked at the son. I got his consent that I can talk to his mom, and he was fine with it. And so she said she had a surgery, I think it was five or six years ago. And she said after the surgery, the doctors can't explain it, but there's something that happened in her um, I think her lower vertebrae or her pelvic or something, that's caused not the, the nerves not to operate properly. Therefore, she can't walk. It was, a, it was a routine surgery for something that had to be fixed. Um, but she came out of it. Now she can't walk. So, you know, I, my lightning fast mind says the Spirit of God is only inside of me, and I can pray for her, and her healing can manifest. I mean, I'll be honest with you. There wasn't no leading of any kind of a spirit. I just knew the divine one, He's on the inside of me, and he wants to see the people in this world touched. So I just closed my eyes, and I asked the lady, I'm going to pray for you. Is that okay? Um, so I just laid my hands on her. I'm praying down heaven, and I'm just asking God to heal this lady and just touch her, rise up out of that chair. And then I opened up my eyes. I said, you're healed in Jesus' name. And I got like four carts, people trying to get down the aisles because I'm blocking it with my cart and her cart. And I'm looking the other direction. There's another two carts that are trying to get down the aisles. But I got this spiritual reverend over here. He's praying for somebody. 
But you know what? Literally, I had six carts trying to get down the aisle with maybe 10 to 20 people. I don't know. But I, all I knew was I didn't care. I did not care. Because I tell you what, if, if they were outside cussing, smoking, drinking, vaping, doing whatever they want to that is of this world that pleases and gratifies their flesh, they would have made it known to us that they didn't care. So do you think I cared at all? All right, I've only got 12 more pages to go. You know, when, when the favor of God is upon your life, he will fight your battles. Uh, uh, Exodus 14, 14 says, the Lord himself will fight for you, just stay calm. And I think that's part of the problem sometimes is we don't trust in the processes. We don't allow God to fight our battles for us. You'd have heard that song as of recent. It, it came from this church down here in Dallas. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. Come on, somebody. This is how I fight my battles. I mean, think about the life of Joseph. Um, when he was, when he found favor, he was in, he was in the, the house of Pharaoh. Pharaoh's wife thought he was hot. It's like, that's one fine specimen, so she wanted some of that. Did she, I mean, do I want to put it in a modern translation? Or do I want to, because obviously there was something there that she saw that as one fine man. So... What she decided to do was, I want some of that fine man. Doesn't matter if she, her husband was the king. I want some of that fineness. I want it. It's mine. And she went on her quest to pursue it, didn't she? So we know how that story ended up, if you know anything about at the Bible. But if you don't know anything about that story, this king's wife pursued the man who did not want anything to do with those sexual relations with that woman, so he ran. And we know what... It, it, Maybe you don't know what happened. But if you don't know what happened is he was told by the king or his guards put him in prison for two years for something he really did not do. He was accused by the king's wife for having sexual relations with her even though nothing ever happened. Or he tried to have sexual relationship with her. What did he do? He ran from it. And he decided not to oppose the king and oppose the people in charge because we read nothing about it in Scripture that he opposed it. What he did was he decided to let God fight his battles. Amen. And what did we see play out in that particular passage of, or text of Scripture? He found favor with the prison guard. He was promoted to, he was the manager over the prison. He found, he found favor with the baker. He found favor with the butler. And what happened at the whole end of the story, he was made the governor of Egypt because simply he decided, I'm not going to fight this battle because I know that I can't win in the natural. I'm going to let the Lord fight my battle because if I let the Lord fight my battle, he's going to show me the grace and favor that he extended to me when this whole relationship started. As we read about in Exodus chapter 39, the favor of God was upon his life. The favor of God stayed upon his life. No matter what the enemy brought against his life, the favor stayed on his life. And I think the wisdom of God that he had on his life is what brought him to the place where God promoted him and elevated him. Amen. Amen. Man, Joseph was an anointed man of God. And we see a lot of blessings that came to the children of Israel simply because of his willingness to be obedient and let God fight his battles, to stay true to the word of God, and to let the favor of God play out in his life. Whew, I didn't mean to say all that, but... Amen. 
That was for somebody. You know, Job chapter 10 at verse 12 says, Thou hast granted me life and favor, and thy visitation hath preserved me. Joseph, I mean, Job's situation was pitiful. If, if, if you read all of Job, my goodness, you get a headache reading through. You such as a woe is me man, and you got influenced by these boneheads that you allowed to speak into your life. But here he says in Job 10, Thou hast granted me life and favor. I know he wasn't maybe in his right mind because would you, if your wife died and all of your kids died and you lost everything, I'm telling you that's some disappointment that would be hard to shake. I'm just being honest. Come on, somebody. So I think you may have inadvertently rehearsed a few things from your days living that you didn't really mean to because of the disappointment and the pain and the hurt that you were going through. I guess I could preach, can't I? You know, I, favor does exempt, it, it does not exempt us from trials and, and tribulations, but, 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 but what happens is people that we read about in the Bible, they make the, they make the most out of their circumstances and their situations that they go through. You know, Noah found favor in God's eyes. Ruth found favor with Boaz. But, you know, let me go back to that story for just a minute, and I'll try to bring this to a close here, is Ruth pursued Naomi. Isn't that right, Brother Al? She did not, she wouldn't let go. Ruth said, or Naomi said, go on, Ruth. I, I got no boys. I got nothing for you. I got nothing. I mean, if, do you want me to get married and have kids and you wait another 20 years? No, go. But Ruth persisted. She was on a pursuit. And I, I, I just feel like I need to say that definition I don't have it memorized. I know that I probably should. To seek, pursue a new and unexplored course, to follow with a view to overtake, to use measures to obtain. I don't know about you, but obviously Ruth used the measures of a pursuit to obtain of the blessing of God that belonged to her, not only just to her, but what came upon uh, Naomi. She found favor with God, therefore she found favor with God, she found favor, she had favor with man. And I want to remind you of everybody in this room, you have favor with God, therefore you have favor with man. Yes. Come on somebody. I just, my prayer is that you will get a revelation of favor, the favor of God in your life. You will get a revelation of favor through our conversation, through our talk today. And I'm, I want to finish with a couple things to say this. When we see mighty acts of God, it is easy for us to trust in God. But after a while, and in the daily routine of life, you know, our strength and our faith can diminish a little bit because of the repeated disappointment. But it, it, it should not change our viewpoint. And I want to remind you that when, when we move in faith, these are some of the things that, like, there's two songs that have really just, like, like God speaks to me through songs and elevate some things in my life through songs sometimes, even though I'm not a musician and I'm not a singer. But, um, you know, when you move, um, there's an orphan that can find a home. W when you move, there's an outcast that can find a family. And, and when you move, you know, what happens, darkness can run for cover. Come on, somebody. And, and then there's this, this great singer that... Um, my wife and I had the privilege to go here in concert um, 
great woman of God that uh, I don't really know much about her, but she moved me with faith. And part of her words talk about mountains are still being moved. Bodies are still being raised. I don't know about you, but giants are still being slain on this earth. And he still performs wonders. In Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 3, it says, When the clouds are heavy, the rains come down, whether a tree falls north or south. It stays where it falls. Farmers who wait for perfect weather will never plant. If they watch every cloud, they will never harvest. And so that's what I want to encourage you today. Are you waiting for all the conditions to be right before you act in faith? The Bible tells us to have faith in God. Therefore, it be by grace, which is the favor of God, that will come to you. I pray that you get a revelation of favor this morning. I know that I said a lot, and I probably spoke probably two out of 12 pages I have. And I tried to be obedient to the Holy Spirit as I was up here, but the big thing that I wanted you to get was to get a revelation of favor. You have to declare it. There's not a day that doesn't go by that I don't declare the favor of God upon my life. It's like tithing. You bring the tithe into the storehouse. You bring it because God told you to. You want the blessing and his protection to be upon your life. Then you speak favor. You decree favor. You declare favor. You remind God of the favor of God that's upon your life. Whether you see it, even though there's repeated disappointment that comes to our life, you cannot let that affect your faith. Because disappointment is a part of life. It just happens. And, um, you know, when we focus on those disappointments, it can diminish our faith to where we won't speak and declare the word of God. Amen. Um, now, there's just one thing that I want to say before I hand it back to my dad is when I sat down this morning here in the chair about an hour ago, someone's, uh, I don't know if it's on TV or if it's somebody here that has a severe pain going up the side of their, their neck. Is that anybody in this room? Is that you? Okay. Um, well, the Lord told me to pray for you because you're going to be healed. All right. Um, thank you, Father. You got faith. Why don't you go stand next to her, will you? She got out of buckle seat. Father, I just speak faith. As Gina lays her hands on this dear sister, I declare the healing power of Jesus. Rub her neck with your left hand or wherever it's hurting. Ora bakasi. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Father, that the signs and wonders of God are still reality as I speak with boldness and clarity, and I declare your complete healing in the name of Jesus. Now just begin to move your neck to the right a little bit. Come on, move it to the left. Move it forward and then move it back. Jesus. Hallelujah. Is that better yet? Come on, everybody, give him praise. Thank you, Jesus. Well, thank you very much, everybody. And those watching by way of Internet, thank you for allowing me to speak into your life this morning. And I count it an honor and a privilege to, to share the gospel with you this morning. Come on, let's give Jesus a great big hand clap of praise.
Let's give him a hand clap of praise. Come on, let's, let's make a joyful noise. I was uh, blessed by the message today, and I hope that um, you were too. And let me just emphasize, you know, a preacher always wants to come back and preach again after another one gets through, but I just want to emphasize so much what he said. When disappointments come, when disappointments come, which they do and they will, this really shows up who we are. It shows up what we have on the inside. And he said we have them all the time and and I know they have just been through some disappointments. And, and when the disappointments come, he taught us what to do. Let's not give in to ourself. And as I mentioned before, I introduced him. Let self-pity or a pity party come into our life because things is not working out the way we want them to work. Let's do the right thing. Amen. Did you get blessed this morning? Well, thank you, Tim. It's a, a blessing to have you here with us this morning. And, and uh, we're watching him grow. And God's opening doors for him and Jackie. And we're pleased about that. And uh, maybe I can hand my mantle over to him in a few years. I'm not ready yet to to take my mantle off. I'm, I'm not ready to go to heaven just yet. Um, I feel like I got a while yet before I go to heaven and we got experienced life to take around the world again, not necessarily literally on the airplanes, but by internet, which we're doing. And we're grateful. As I mentioned earlier, I think before we went on the air, this past month was our largest month since we've been doing web ministry it's the largest audience that we've ever encountered and that's the favor of God that's the favor of God God's opening the windows of heaven can you say amen I'm glad to see my grandson TJ uh, so grateful for TJ's life his testimony how God is blessing him and how God is using him and you know, God can turn things around. TJ got connected with wrong friends and wrong people, and when he did, he went the wrong direction. But one day, the Holy Spirit, his mother's prayers, his grandmother's prayers, his papa's prayers, would not be in vain. God reached out there and grabbed him one day and shook him real good and brought him back. And so I believe God's getting ready to shake some of your loved ones and bring them back. The favor of God. Everybody say the favor of God. And boy, do we have the favor of God on our life. It seems like that many, many places in the world that we've been. And, and, and you know, sometimes when I was standing before multiplied, multiplied, multiplied thousands of people speaking and ministering. Here I am, this redneck from Chattanooga, Tennessee. 
and standing before thousands of people was such an honor and a privilege to minister. How did I get here? How did I get here? Nothing more than the favor of God. You know, someone called me yesterday and was talking to me and God had recently had me prophesy and minister to this person and pray for them and they was asking me questions and I said, I said, God will give you divine appointments. God will give you divine favor. And that's what's happened. I, I, I didn't pursue people. I pursued God as, as Tim taught this morning. See, I don't pursue people to get something from them or, or for them to recognize me or for them to exalt me or to give me a step up on the ladder. I pursue Jesus to seek seek Him to minister to people. And that's what we've always done. And God always put the people in my life that could help me go to that next level. Bam! Kick it up another notch. Amen. Come on, do it. Bam! Come on. We're kicking it up another notch. Come on, do it. Come on. That's what we got to do. One more time. Yeah. Come on, one more time. Oh, come on. Yeah, we're taking it up another notch. Amen, amen, amen. Well, I know you're blessed today, and you here in the room, and you around the world. You can't smell what we're smelling, but we got we got a place here in town where catered we've catered in a chicken dinner, and I'm, and it's called Babe's Chicken, and I'm telling you, it is a babe. <laughs> this chicken is a babe, and they're cat, uh, catered it in, and we're smelling it, and they're all getting ready and hungry here in the in the chapel, but uh, we want to give the people an audit. Our audience, um, we want to, Tim, we were so blessed uh, this morning with your message. So glad Jackie let us know via Facebook, and that's Phyllis. Um, Phyllis, I uh, can't see her last name. Anyway, they're so, so blessed. Another lady over in Chattanooga, Tennessee, I guess that you know. But you here in the audience, bring your offerings and your tithe. Bring your offerings and tithe, and you that's in the internet, Go ahead and uh, do something today. Maybe you've watched for a long time and you've never been a part of our, our ministry. Well, just, just go to the website, elglobal.church, elglobal.church, and there you can give uh, with your credit card. If you're one of those that chooses not to do by credit card, there's the address. You can get an address and put your check in the mail. And we'll be glad to receive the check in the mail and, and do the work of God because it's costing us thousands and thousands of dollars every month. Even though people may not realize that, it's costing a lot of money to do what we do. What you, what you playing, Rosa? You got something?
Amen. Well, just stand on your feet right now. Father, we pray over everyone in the chapel and those that's viewing around the world and those that will view this broadcast at a later time. We just pray that wherever they're struggling and what they're going through, that they will take the word that they've heard today, have the right attitude towards you and other people. No matter what's going on, they will take the word and they will live by faith. And God, you will open the doors of favor. You will give them advantage and you'll put them ahead because of their trusting you and walking in faith and believing your word. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness, for your mercies and your blessings. In Jesus' name. We want to say bless you. Bye to you on the internet. Tuesday nights. Watch us on Tuesday night. Pastor Tim and myself will be doing the broadcast uh, Tuesday night. So also you that may be watching, uh, Tim will be in Calvary Cathedral in Fort Worth, Texas with Pastor Bob Nichols tonight at 630. So anyway, bless you. And we will uh, be ministering to you. Live by faith. And God, you will open the doors of favor. You will give them advantage and you'll put them ahead because of their trusting you and walking in faith and believing your word. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness, for your mercies and your blessings. In Jesus' name. We want to say bless you. Bye to you on the internet. Tuesday nights. Watch us on Tuesday night. Pastor Tim and myself will be doing the broadcast uh, Tuesday night. So also you that may be watching, uh, Tim will be in Calvary Cathedral in Fort Worth, Texas with Pastor Bob Nichols tonight at 630. So anyway, bless you, and we will uh, be ministering to you again next time. Are you blessed here?